Well, welcome to our Good News Sunday. Good News Sunday. Who will you tell? Let's go to the video. It was your birthday. What if you won a million dollars? What if you got an awesome new toy? What if you got a perfect report card? Who would you tell? Who would you tell? Who would you tell? Who would you tell? Would you tell your family? Would you tell your friends? Would you tell everybody? Who would you tell? What would you say? Guess what? You've got to hear this. This is awesome. Would you tell them all about it? Would you leave anything out? Would they see your excitement? Who would you tell? What if God gave us his son? To love us. To forgive us. To die for us. To be punished for us. Instead of us. To save us. The greatest gift ever. Who would you tell? Who would you tell? Who would you tell? Who would you tell? Would you tell your family? Would you tell your friends? Would you tell everybody? Who would you tell? What would you say? Guess what? You've got to hear this. This is awesome. Would you tell them all about it? Would you leave anything out? Would they see your excitement? Who would you tell? You're thinking, okay, when we start going jingle bells and all the rest of it and stuff like that, but that's a, a great video that's, that contains within it a great challenge for us all about the message of Jesus Christ, but it also contains a great challenge in it for us all about the things that God does in our life on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, right throughout our lives. God does some wonderful things. Who would we tell? Who would we tell? One of the things that, that this Good News Sunday is all about certainly is about giving glory to God. It's about uh, us you know, singing his praises, about uh, testifying uh, of the goodness and the greatness of God, of the provision or the healing or the, the breakthrough that we may have experienced in our lives over the last few weeks or whatever. It's just an amazing opportunity. But here's the thing that I also want this to be about this morning, is that if I can get you to testify about the good things that God's done in your life in front of people that love you and care about you and find that this is an easy place to do that, that just maybe you'll share it with someone in your workplace, at your school, in your university, in your community, as you're at the shops, anywhere. You, you see how easy it is to say something so easy and so naturally. It's, it's natural for us to share about the good thing that God has done in our lives. Now, we could do that anywhere. And that's my heart for us this morning. It's a big part of what we're doing. Luke chapter 2 verse 10 says, But the angel of the Lord said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. And we often associate that verse really with Christmas. But why wait until Christmas to hear the good news that will bring great joy? 
today is all about us sharing what God's done in our lives and, uh, and that we, we adopt this whole attitude of, uh, of gratitude in, in our lives. It's, it's we choose and make a decision to, to honor God where, whether we've won uh, the victory or whether we're still on our way to the victory. It's about declaring the goodness of God as we faced or are facing the giants in our lives. And each of us here have stories. We have experiences, we have trials, we have tribulations that we maybe we're still working our way through whilst others are on the other side of that. They've come through a difficult period of time. For me, I have always said that one of the greatest testimonies that a person can have is in the midst of the battle that they're going through, in the midst of the trial of their lives, the storm that is breaking and you know, just, just inundating their lives with, that they can stand and say, I am still here. I still trust God. I still believe, even though they're in the midst of that moment. I believe that that is one of the greatest testimonies that a person can have. And you know, I also champion the other stuff where we've come through stuff. We've seen victories. We've seen in God do some incredible things in our lives. Sadly, I've often heard too much about what the enemy does. How, how good he is. How, you know, how overwhelming the problem is. How uh, you know, we, we, we balloon up everything that the enemy's doing in our lives. Well, I think it's time we heard what God's doing in our life. You know, you, you read the media today, you read social media, and I tell you, you will be bombarded with absolute rubbish. You'll hear about everything that's going on. You'll, you'll hear about all the different trials and tragedies. I want to tell you, I've made a commitment not to watch as much news as I have done for a long time. Now, I can tell you, my mental health is getting better and better. Okay? Some of you need to switch the news off. That's just a freebie. Okay? You can write that down as a note. Say, hey, Pastor Gary said, tweet that. You know? That'd be great. The big question, though, is this. It's not so much how we got through what we've been through, but who brought us through? Who brought us through this trial? Who brought us through this challenge? Who brought us through this difficulty or the storm that we're going through? It's time to exalt and to praise our Lord for all the things that he's done for us. It's, 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 it's time to give a testimony of God's miraculous working power in our lives. Anyone say amen? amen. Okay, I'm expecting every one of you to come up and give a testimony about what God's doing in your life. See, a testimony is simple. It's simply a, a proof or a, an evidence or a demonstration or a witness to an event. That's what it means to give a testimony. Okay, so what will a testimony do in our life? No, well, there's seven things I could think of at the top of my head. You could probably think of double that. But here's seven that I thought of. Number one, it's going to give glory to God. Number two, it'll encourage you and others. Number three, it will increase your faith in God. Because you'll hear stories about what God's doing. Number four, it opens the door for the Holy Spirit to do it again and again and again in you and in others. Number five, it's something that can't be taken from us. In other words, it's, it's where you might know something about God. There's a huge difference when you experience something of God. And what people can't take from you is your experience of what God has done in your life. They can overcome you maybe with knowledge and, and stuff like that and over, you know, think trying to outthink you and stuff. But you can't be talked out of an experience of something that God's done in your life. Six, it will defeat the enemy of your soul. We overcome him by the power of the blood of Jesus and also the word of our testimony, the Bible says. 
and we love not our lives so much as to, to think of overcoming death and stuff. So we can overcome the enemy by the power of our testimony. And seven, it's, it's going to help to win the lost. Because you can come up to someone and say, you know what, God's done an amazing thing in my life. And you can share that with someone and it creates something in them. There's a hunger, there's a witness in them that opens up the door in their heart and it softens their heart to a degree where they actually believe that God's real and he has a plan for their life and wants to see them succeed. That's just seven I thought of. I bring good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. There are times in our lives where many obstacles are thrown our way, some new and some others that we've experienced before. However, it's sometimes our human nature that fear grips us at times and we may get anxious and confused and we, which ultimately affects our ability to cope with those situations. And I've learned and I'm still learning on this process of putting into practice these things that, that when these obstacles do arise, that I should remember that, that God never changes and he will never abandon me. And no, you know what? He won't abandon you either. It's, it's about us you know, uh, remembering what he did in the past for us and he's going to be able to do that again and again in our lives. There's, there's two, uh, a secret to conquering the challenges and the obstacles that we face to stay positive in our faith. See, being positive is powerful in our lives. Being, a big part of us being positive is to remind ourselves of our past successes. When King David, when David faced the giant Goliath, he remembered what God had done in his life before. Because he, he says in 1 Samuel 17 verses 34 to 37, when the lion or the bear came to steal a lamb from the flock, he would go after it with a club and, and rescue it from the, uh, the, lamb, the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turned on him, he would catch it by the jaw and club it to death. And David said, I've uh, done this to both lions and bears. And who knew this stuff was all in, in Jerusalem and in Israel and stuff? I didn't know that there were bears in there. Yeah, over there, but apparently there are. Now, he says, I'll do it to these pagan Philist this pa pagan Philistine as well. He says, for he's defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear, will, he, he will rescue me from this Philistine. In other words, he remembered what, how God had come through for him in the past to recognize that God was going to do that same thing for him against Goliath, the giant that stood before him. See, David's positivity helped him to gain courage in his, in his current situation. And that's why it's so important for us when we have a breakthrough, that we have a moment in time like today where we can say, you know, I'm marking my calendar. This is the day that I testified about what God was doing and had done in my life. And when we do that, we actually create a moment in time where we can say, you know what? I remember when I testified about God's goodness. I remembered when he came through for me. And it takes you back to that moment where he brought you through. He took you through. He provided for you. He healed you. He touched your life in such a way that it created a moment in time where you could say, that's what God did for me. And he can do it again. See, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in the Old Testament, we can see many examples as well where, where God... Uh, made a way of when his, his saving power happened that he created a moment in time where people could remember that. If you look at Genesis 28 verse 18, it says the next morning uh, they got up very early and he took the stone that he'd used as a pillow and set it upright as a memorial pillar. And then he poured olive oil over it. The name that he, uh, of that place was Bethel, the house of God. What he did was to create a place where he knew that he'd met with God. He created a memorial 
an altar, so as it speaks. In Joshua chapter 4, verses 6 to 7, it says, well, these, uh, you, we'll use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask, what do these stones mean to you? You know, that's a great question. Are you ready for your kids to ask you, what, what, what does your faith mean to you? Why do you believe in Jesus? Are you, are you prepared to, ready to answer that, that question for them? Just a throwaway comment. There you go. What do these stones mean to you? And then you can tell them, they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones stand as a permanent memorial among the people of Israel. See, people will ask you, okay, how did you get through that? Uh, you look different. What's happened? See, God's intersected our lives at various times. Or they'll say that, I thought you were sick, that you were broke, or you, were, you, 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 know, you had no hope left. How did you get through that? And it's then that the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon us. Because it says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will receive power and will tell people about me everywhere. In Coles. In Woolworths, because I, you know, I know they're opposed to each other. Or in Aldi, okay, or IGA or Foodland. You, when you were in uh, uh, at your school waiting at the school pickup, you know you can tell people about Jesus in that moment. When you're in your workplace, you can tell people about Jesus in that moment. You know, there's, the Spirit of God is not just about Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost plants, parts of the earth. He's about right here, right now, wherever you are in that moment, that He'll give you the power and the anointing of His Spirit, spirit to be able to speak up and to witness for Jesus Christ. Today I hope to hear from some folks who under the power of the Holy Spirit will encourage us all to believe that what God did for them, He can do for us. They'll testify about something that they've been through, are going through and, and coming through in God's power. They'll testify and give praise to God for His power at work in and through them. This morning, I want us to lean in. I want us to lean in, to listen with the ear of faith, with an open heart to say, God, what you have done for them. I, I hear that their story is similar to mine. What they've been through, what they're going through, it's similar to what I'm going through. Their testimony can be my testimony. What they're talking about, about the breakthrough and the revelation that they're having in the power of the Spirit of God is going to be my revelation because I'm leaning into what they're, I'm attaching faith to an experience that they've had because they based it upon something that God has done in their life and I'm saying that's my testimony that's my miracle that's my healing that's my restoration that's my provision that God is going to bring so I'm asking us right now to lean in to everything and expect that God will move in your your life through their story so this is what I want us to do now I I I Put out an email during the week saying, hey guys, you know, look, really looking forward. If you'd like to be a part of this today, then really look, you know, just let me know so that I can make room for you. Well, I heard nothing, absolutely nothing from anybody. So this is an, on a wing and a prayer this morning. And if no one stands up, it's going to be a short service. You get an early minute. And I'm up for that because uh, I want to watch Brighton and Ove Albion beat Brentwood overnight. So... Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for that. So I've got one over here. So let's hear from Alfie. Now, this is the thing, okay? When you come and you start to talk about what God's done in your life, there's, there's two things I need you to, to, to remember, okay? Number one, keep it short. 
Okay, I, I don't need a novel, all right? Just I, all the, I'm a, I'm a man, I'm a headline man, okay? Just tell me the headlines, I'm good. I'll catch up with you afterwards about the details. Other people catch up with the details. Keep it short, okay? But I also want, as you come, I want you to pray for what God has done in your life and release it to the people. Because I believe that what they've experienced, there's an anointing on their life because they've experienced something in God that they can release because it's faith. It's faith that can be released. Now, let's welcome Althea as Althea comes. Short. Short. Okay. Um, a while ago, God dealt with me about um, my life. Nothing simple. And um, it was in a passage where Jesus said, to be her disciple. And I looked at the conditions of being a disciple, and I thought, that's a bit, that's a bit serious. Um, lay down your life. Okay. Um, my will, not your will. There's a cross involved. You're going to have to die to self. I mean, really die to self. And you think when you get born again, you've died to self, and you've got a new life. And after many years being a Christian, and I haven't been a bad person since so I've been a Christian, well, not most of the time, and then he says this, I'm thinking, okay. So I did the right thing, got on the floor, surrendered everything. I thought, right, you're on. Since then, everywhere I go, I keep finding people that need prayer. I banged the car the other day. I'm looking for somebody to fix it. Um, so I went to this panel beaters, and the door was locked. I thought, it's not a good start. The lady comes out and says, we've moved. And I said, oh, what's happened? She started to tell me what happened. And I said, she said, everybody's got a job except me. So naturally, supernaturally, not naturally, the new me said, oh, shall I pray for you? And she was so moved. And we had a wonderful time. Turns out she's a Christian. Turns out she's now excited that she's going to get the real dream job of her life because that's exactly what I prayed for. Great. So that was that. So the other day... I'm in, which is the next one? They keep happening. The best one. God, she's gone blank. So I, was, I wasn't going to share this because I need more than two minutes. If that was a subtle hint at more, wouldn't it? So, um, I'm trying to remember how it started. I can remember what happened. So I met this lady, and she admitted to a need. Oh, I know. It was in Mount Barker Market. And she was talking to somebody about a subject we won't talk about, the subject that we don't want to think about, and she was saying that she was very concerned she was about to lose her job. So I'm buying something, and I hear this behind me, so I turn around and stood there listening, and eventually they stopped talking. I went up to her and said, um, asked her a bit of stuff, because I've got information that could help her. And I said, um, can I pray for you? So I grabbed her hand quickly before she could say no. She sort of nodded, so grabbed it, and started praying for her. I had my eyes closed and prayed for her. I opened my eyes, and she's crying. So I thought, what did I say? <laughs> and I said, why are you crying? You're not supposed to cry, because I've just prayed for you. I'm trying to make you feel better. And she said, I just felt the love. And I thought, this is what's going on. This is the problem. I mean, looking at you now with these blasted masks on. Oh, sorry. Um, looking at you now, and I see it, and I think, people are struggling behind the mask. Mm. People are desperate. Mm. 
they're frightened, they're confused, they're losing their jobs, mm. they're losing their future, they've got no hope. Mm. And I'm stood there with hope, and I pray for her, and she cries. And I thought, thank you, God, yeah. for making me get on my face mm, and right. say, I want to be a disciple. Yeah, I am good. not going to sit in church. Mm. I am not going to be a churchgoer. Mm. Here's a surprise. You might think you're okay, but be a disciple. Because mm. going to church is not enough. Right. It isn't. I thought it was, but it's not enough. Yeah. It's a case of getting down with mm. God and being serious and saying, nothing else matters. That's great. Stuff's been stripped off me that really matters to me. Mm. I said to somebody the other week, there's nothing anybody can take off me now because I've lost a lot. I've mm. given it away. I'm That's not right. interested in anything. But I'm just going to stay on this planet until God's done whatever he wants to do in this body mm. And I'll pray for anybody, anywhere. I was in another shop. It always happens in shops. Cracker door. And I thought, there'll be nobody in the shop. I'll be safe. So we're wandering around getting everything. And it's really lovely to shop early. And there's this probably homeless man wandering about. And he had his shoelaces were undone. And I'm looking at him thinking. So I said to him, your shoelaces are undone. I was a teacher, so I can be a bit like that. Your shoelaces are undone. And he looks at them. And I said, I'll fix them for you. So I'm down there fixing his shoelace. So I got up. I thought, the ideal opportunity. I don't think. These things just happen. I never think. And I said to him, what's your name? Bernard. I said, can I pray for you, Bernard? He said, yes. Can I put my hand on you? Yes. So there I am. Jackie's behind me. That's my friend. And the sales assistants, they're the only people in the shop apart from us and Bernard. And I prayed for him. And I saw him and I thought, He's homeless. He's helpless. I've got, I've got hope. I'm going to heaven. Mm. It really doesn't matter. I mean, let's face it. Mm. We're all going to heaven. Well, if, you, if you're born again and you're serious with God, you're going to heaven because that's what he <laughs> promised. And I thought, what are we hanging about for? Mm. What are we hanging about for? I mean, Messiah could come at any minute. He could. That would be wonderful. But we can't go yet because there's loads of people out there yeah. who have got no hope. Yeah. No future. Yeah, yeah. They've got nothing. They might have a great yeah. car, a wonderful house, 16 children, and yeah. everything going well for them. They might be the pri- well, he is, yeah. he is a Christian. They might be the premier of Australia. They might have everything in the natural, but they haven't got Jesus, so it's that's nothing. Right. And that's it. Pray for him. I've got to stop. No, pray for people. Oh. So I'm going to pray for you now, and if you don't want this, don't say amen. Seriously, this is me being serious. This is the serious me. Do not say amen if you don't want this. If you want it, say amen. It's entirely up to you. Father, you sent your son as a pattern for how we're supposed to live. Lord Yeshua, you sent your disciples out and you said to them, go preach the kingdom, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons you said that's the job description and I pray Lord for all those that say amen that you will cause them to become disciples and that they will desire to lay hands on the sick and see them recover that they will have such a burning desire in them to pray for people to talk to people to get excited and Father I ask you to make disciples not churchgoers In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Althea. Great job. Can we give Althea a hand? <laughs> Who's next? Haley. I saw that hand first. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Hello, everyone. 
so just before COVID started, um, Pastor Gary was doing a message about Mind the Gap. And um, I can remember at that time I had gotten up because we had been looking at um, building a house and God had very, very much said no. And we had been wanting to build a house for a really long time and... Um, it was a bit of a dream of mine and I felt a bit let down and Pastor Gary's message at the time was just saying, you know what, you need to mind your gap. God says no for a reason. Um, you know, there's, he always wants us to have that bit of space. Um, and anyways, um, six months later, um, we got the good old go-ahead by God to, you know, build a house. So just this year we've built a house and um, I just want to say that God knows the dreams and desires of your heart. And even though he'd given me a no, it just meant that it wasn't the right time. And amazingly enough, um, we've got the best block of land and we got it for the best price ever. Our build was so smooth and we've had just... God has just intervened in every moment. And um, I know now that if we had tried to do it when we originally did, we would have done it in our own strength and it would not have been nearly as blessed as what it was for us going through it over this past year. And so I just want to encourage you that, I mean, you not, might not be have the dream for a house, but maybe you've got something that's mm. on the inside here that yeah. you really want God to fulfill, bring through. Yep. And I believe <laughs> that he will. Um, but you have to be ready to wait for that right timing. Mm. You have to be willing to wait on him and um, listen and obey mm. because that was the biggest thing for me. Yeah. I could have very well listened and said, yeah, I hear that, no, but you know what, I'm going to do it anyways. And he would have then gone, well, then you were doing it on your own, girl. Mm. Um, but no, we, we made so sure that good. we listened and we made sure that we obeyed and we waited for the right time. So, Lord God, I just yeah. pray for each and every person that's here. Lord, there are desires and there are wants in each of us and you know our hearts and you know those desires. And God, I just pray, Lord, that you would fulfill them in the time that is right, that your hand of blessing and abundance would be upon each and every mm. person, Lord. And I just pray, God, that um, we as a church, Father, would learn to listen to your voice, yep. to hear you. Lord, speak to us. Mm. Lord God, tell us, lead us and guide us in our lives, Father, so that when the roadblocks come up and it is a no, Father, that mm. we can trust yep. and we can obey because we know your faithfulness already. Mm. And Lord God, we just pray that you would never let your voice go from us. Yeah. Lord, we just pray, Father, Thank that you would just be with us at all times. In yep. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, Haley. Could we give Haley a hand? <laughs> Joe. Short, sharp and shiny, Joe. So, um, for the new year, um, I usually ask God to give me a new scripture um, verse for that year. And I use the Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah, or otherwise known as the Feast of Trumpets, which was on this Monday. So, just journaling in my prayer journal Monday night, and I just feel this verse come into my head. I'm like, okay, I think that's the verse. But I wasn't quite sure. I'm like, oh, well, God, I've had this, you know... I've been looking at this verse a lot even the previous year. I know it well. Is this just myself? Can you please confirm it to me? And God says to me, you know my voice well enough by now. You don't need a confirmation. Mm. I'm like, oh, fine, okay. 
Um, so I put that verse down in my new journal and was writing that one down. And so that was my verse. Um, so this week also I've been at the Burning Ones conference with Lana Vorza downtown. A few of us from church went down there. Elle and I went down together volunteering, which was amazing. But the day after God gave me this verse, one of the preachers spoke on exactly the same thing. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, thank you, God. It was just the confirmation, even though God said I didn't need it, he just blesses us Mm. over and abundantly more, right? So good. When we step out and say, okay, God, I trust you, I believe you, and there's like, and I'm going to bless you more. Mm, So good. And the verse... He brought me to his banqueting table, his banner over me, his love. So good. Just pray for everybody for a, a, a word in season. So thank you, God. Thank you that your people do hear your voice, Lord. You are the good shepherd and you call to us, Lord, and we do hear your voice, God. So I thank you that you will bless people with the ability to hear your voice more, mm. Lord, that you will give them a special word just for them, Lord, yep. for this season, whatever going they're going through, Lord, that... You will give them something they can hold steadfastly yep. to, Lord, that they will know without a doubt that you speak to them, Lord, that you are with them, you are for them, you love them, yep. Lord, and you will never let them go. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Good girl. Just in, in relation to Joe and um, a word in season, this year I got the word arise, and like out of Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, shall arise and, and stuff. I want to tell you now, 2022, I've already got the word. So it's, it's, it's percolating, I'm mulling it over and just ready to launch that sucker. So look at 2022 and we're in for it. Okay, I saw some Chris there, then we got Ryan and then we got, I think that's Mel. Uh, so that's it, then we, we'll go for it. Okay, Chris. So um, this testimony is about learning to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit and stepping out in risk. Um, For those that don't know, I'm a registered nurse and have been working in the Royal Adelaide Emergency Department for 10 years. Um, And emotionally, physically, I just knew I'm done with that job. I'm like, it's just too much, night duty, what I'm having to face every day. And I was coming to the Lord about it and I'm like, Lord, I just, I just, don't really think I can do this job anymore. I need your help. Backtrack um, a year ago, I just coincidentally fell into this casual job at a hospital avoidance clinic in Sefton Park uh, because the government's really trying to work hard at trying to keep people out of hospital because it's much cheaper for people not to have to go to hospital. <coughs> and I thought at the time, this is going to be a great way to like dilute my hours at the Royal Adelaide. I'll try and do as much as I can at the clinic and do a little bit at the Royal Adelaide Hospital. Um, but unfortunately, because of the demand of the healthcare system, the Royal Adelaide just needed me more and more. And then because it's the same health network, my clinic just said, oh, I have to prioritise you at the Royal Adelaide. And then in probably, I don't know, July or whatever, I just really felt like the Lord was saying, you need to make a clean break. And I'm like, oh, gosh, that's really scary. The Royal Adelaide, I can just get as many shifts as I want. They pay me really well. So what I, we get a request roster and what I did is I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm going to make a compromise. I'm just going to block out some weeks in my request roster of I'm not available and then I'll start looking for something else. Little did I know that God had other plans and um, something kind of happened. A directive was released by our CEO of the hospital that said that unless you do this, 
which I didn't feel comfortable to do, you can't work in the emergency department anymore and the deadline is the 19th of August. And I was like, God, what do I do? What do I do? Do I do this? Do I not do this? And Eloise is like, you don't really like working there anymore. I just think you should just not do it. And I was like, oh, God, that's really scary because I don't know if I'm going to get enough shifts at the clinic. So I just said, well, that's it. I'm just going to, like, call it quits and I'm just going to not do that thing and I'm not going to be working in the emergency department anymore. So I finished on a night duty on a Monday night, probably about a month ago, and then the Tuesday I really felt like the Lord said, you need to call your manager for the clinic and just say, hey, look, this is what's happened at the Royal Adelaide. I can't work in emergency anymore. So I rang her and she said, oh, yeah, I just want to let you know that doesn't apply to this clinic here, so you're welcome here. Uh, just let me know what your availability is. Um, so I said, look, I'm available Monday, Tuesday next week, and then I've already given you requests for my next roster. And she said, oh, I don't, I don't need anything for next week. And I said, okay, that's fine. Later, she texted me and said, why don't you orientate to our hospital avoidance outreach team on Monday and Tuesday, and we'll get you into that team so that you've got more work. So um, I did that, and I've discovered that I've now got one of the most favourable jobs I've ever had and now I'm working and I'm like, I can't believe I'm getting paid for this where I go on an outreach team to like Whitmore Square and the parklands and I'm doing like wound dressings on Aboriginal people. It's great. And I am going to visit people who haven't had enough food so I'm bringing packages who've been discharged from the hospital, those people who are vulnerable and need linking in with healthcare. I'm now driving around with a team just like doing all this amazing stuff and I just told someone and they're like, oh, the government's basically paying you to be a uh, missionary and I'm like, I know. So I just want to like <laughs> encourage you that sometimes you've got to like take some ridiculous risk um, and God will come through. Okay, pray. So I'm just going to release that over you. God, I just thank you that uh, we can hear your voice and I just really want to just pray for every person here that they feel confident in, your, in what you're saying to them, God, and that, that as they step out and risk, Lord God, that you will meet them wherever they are at. Even if yep. there is a possibility that we get it wrong, you're still good enough to meet us where we're at, Lord. So I just mm. thank you so much, God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Chris. Good evening, Ryan. <coughs> this is Ryan. Heads up our missions area. This will be really quick. Uh, hands up anyone who's worked in sales ever. Uh, so you, you learn, uh, identify. Uh, Monday, this week has been a really, started off really being terrible. Uh, I lost a huge contract that was uh, basically confirmed uh, and I lost it to no fault of my own. It was something said on air and uh, the client didn't like what was said on air and I lost the contract. That was a huge, huge, my biggest client as well. Uh, then on Tuesday, I, and uh, on Tuesday I lost another contract uh, for this month, which means that I didn't meet my budget. However, uh, on Wednesday, Wednesday mo Thursday morning, I get a call from a client that I've not heard from in Yonks, and he gives me exactly what I need to meet my budget this month. Uh, on Friday, uh, I meet a new client who's going to be my biggest client ever, I think. So, oh. yeah, God's provided, and I just wanted to share that with you guys. Great. So, yeah. a release uh, of provision. 
Lord, I thank you, Father, Lord, for your provision, Lord. I thank mm. you, Lord, that you know our needs, Lord, and that you are always there for us, Lord, and mm. you will provide for us, Lord. No matter what our needs are, Lord, you are there standing yeah. in, in the gap for us, Lord. Lord, my God, I pray, Lord, that you uh, release your provision, yeah. Lord. Release your provision, Lord. Whatever our needs are, Lord, I, yeah. I pray your provision over us, Lord. Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, amen. Thanks, Ryan. Let's give Ryan a hand. Mel. This is the lovely Mel. Thank you. Hello. Um, I often pray that um, when I'm asking for things that God closes door, the wrong doors and opens the right doors, closes the wrong windows and opens the right windows. Um, I went for a nurse unit manager. I'm also a registered nurse. Um, position in my role and I had the backing from all my staff um, and on my way to the interview I was praying please Lord Jesus give me the words be my interpreter give me the answers right. to these questions um, please if this is the right move for me please open the door um, I found out that I wasn't successful for that role um, but I had this peace and I I really pray that I walk in God's path and, and I make the right choices to walk in God's path and I found that it was the peace that he gave me that I'm. this is the right way um, he sent my manager at the time was encouraging me to apply for Mount Barker Hospital. She said my skills are not being met and or needed as in aged care, and um, you need to get back into the acute. And as I applied for that, I was successful, um, and he really opened the door, gave me a position bigger than what they I first interviewed for. Um, and then I left, and just before I left, my nurse unit manager had to take some. Um, unplanned leave because it wasn't working out for her where we were and I could see he really closed that door and since I've left it's not been a great place um, and I can I was so so grateful that he closed that door mm. at the time he did and I left yep. with good faith and in a good integrity yeah um, and then I did a leadership workshop I'm still within the same region and um, this piece and he just spoke to me the whole way through and I was being led into a leadership um, roles and to lead the team in a way that I wasn't good for my values. Um, I wasn't going to, you know, report back what my staff were doing. I was going to – my leadership role was to encourage and inspire and enhance my team and not dob and um, pester my team. Um, and I really found that he closed that door because he knew that wasn't my values and it wasn't where I was meant to yeah. be and I can see him – He's, he's catapulted me into my right path um, and back on my right journey. Um, and I thank you for the position that he gave me initially. He gave me that position in Strathclyde to get me back to my family. But um, I can see him sending me in great places. And I think the peace, when I when you have this inner peace of going, okay, you know, yeah, just listen. So good. I want you to pray now for the peace of God in the decisions that people make. Lord Jesus, I pray that... Even in the tough times, your peace is with us, that we are filled with your peace and we can see your path. Lord Jesus, I pray that you close all the wrong doors and you open all the right doors so that we live your purpose and your and walk on your path, Lord Jesus. I pray that we all have the courage to step out and the courage to believe. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, amen. Thank you. Thanks. Let's give Mel a hand. It's... So good to hear the stories of what God's doing in people's lives. 
And I would encourage you to continue to have your heart opened as uh, God leads you into whatever uh, he, he, he leads you to. And I just want to leave you with this, maybe this final thought out of Joel chapter 2, verses 21 to 23. It says, Don't be afraid, my people. Be glad now and rejoice, because the Lord has done great things. Don't be afraid, you animals of the field. I don't know if that applies to anyone here, but you know, <laughs> you, you just never know. Um, the pastures will soon be green. The trees will again be filled with luscious fruit. Fig trees and grapevines will flourish once more. Rejoice, you people of Jerusalem. Rejoice in the Lord your God. And it's our hope that Good News Sunday is about rejoicing in the goodness of God, in, in his provision, in his healing, in his restoration, in everything that he can do in and through our lives. And now I'm just going to close with prayer. So if, if you just maybe stand, uh, and we're just going to adopt a, a posture of prayer before we close the service. Now, I just ask you to, to just not look around or, or whatever. I don't know everybody here and certainly uh, don't want to make this awkward for anybody, but I just want to give people an opportunity to receive Christ as your Lord and Saviour. You've heard some stories this morning about how God has helped people in their life, in their journey of life, through work, through um, the things that they love to do and, and everything. And that's because God loves us. And I want to tell you, everybody here, he loves you so much that he died for you. That he died. He was buried, but on the third day he rose again and is right now in heaven at the right hand of the Father praying for you. He is praying for you right now. And I want you to know it's because he loves you and wants a relationship with you. And the way that you have a relationship with Jesus is by opening up your heart and saying, Lord, I'm sorry for the way that I've lived. I ask you to forgive me of the way that I've lived. And I ask you now to come into my life and to, to be my Lord and Savior. I want to be your disciple and to follow you for the rest of my life. And I, that's how you do it. So is there anybody here? You just want to just open up your heart, open up your life to Jesus this morning. Is there anybody? All I'm going to ask you to do is stick your hand up. And I know who I'm praying for this morning. If you're watching online, I would encourage you to uh, make a comment in the, in the area below. Give us a way of co contacting you. We will touch base with you and get some resources into your hand. But is any, in, anyone in this room this morning, you want to give your heart to Jesus? Thank you. Anybody else? Let's pray together out loud. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your presence today. Right now, I open my life to you. I ask you to forgive me of me living my life my way. And right now, I want to live your way. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Holy Spirit, fill me. Baptize me. In the name of Jesus, amen. Can we give uh, a, a new Christian a, a hand this morning? We're going to give him a... <clears throat> well done. Cool. Well, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. I pray that you have a great week. Don't forget the ladies, uh, if you want to...